When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Good evening, Hello. villains, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. Myself and Paddy once again, and uh, it seems like we're here with Big Brother as well because it's never happened to me before, but as soon as I press go live in the stream there, I got a flood of emails saying somebody has gone live on your YouTube stream. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Never. In all the times we've gone live, it's never happened, but uh just happened there, so... I'm not too sure what's going on there, but what would be uh, for the love of Pomegranate podcast if something crazy from a, a tech point of view didn't didn't happen? Uh, Patty, you made it back. You made it back across the water again in one piece. It was a long journey. Not <laughs> gonna lie, a, I'd say it was a lot shorter going over than it was coming back. It certainly was. Uh, the only saving grace, I think, is that um, there was a late checkout in the hotel, so my uh, my little uh, hungover head could lie in bed till till midday on Sunday. So uh, the day was a little bit shorter and then they have to wait for a half six flight and then the two and a half hour drive when I get off the flight. So, mm. you know, it could have been all, all so different if what we'll get to later on didn't happen. But there you go. Yeah, it's look, we'll, we'll, I suppose we're going to take about five minutes just talking about it because nobody wants to relive this on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, <laughs> it's not a scare at bedtime. We don't want to be talking like that. Um, I have very definite opinions on what happened. Um, specifically, I just think, I, I, look, and we're, we're not here to throw the boot in on anyone, but just from watching the game back again, um, and I think it's been widely shared on, on, on social media as well. That there, was, there, was, there was two players in particular who I think just got really jittery in that last 10 minutes and it showed and, 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 and little things just, just happened. And I don't think it was a coaching issue or anything like that. I've been accused already uh, today of um, somebody saying that no matter what would happen, I don't think I would ever say Smith out. That's not the case. Uh, Smith didn't kick the ball for the last few minutes. And, and, and look, whatever you guys think, you guys can think it. That's absolutely fine. 
I have my own opinions on it as well. And we can both coexist in this world together. And I think that's pretty fair to say. Um, but we're not going to spend too much time talking about it, Paddy, because uh, it's already been decided on Twitter that you are uh, an unlucky charm since COVID. You are not the man. Your your persona non gratis in Villa Park. It's, it's Paddy. It's Paddy's <laughs> fault that uh, our defenders can't defend. The yeah. Yeah. Figure that one out. Exactly. <laughs> um. We'll we'll do you know what? We'll, we'll just get you to move seat or something. We can't have you not over there. We'll just get you to move seat or something. Compromise. I'm a man of compromise. I always have. Well, not, not only did I move seat, I sat in two different stadia for the two games. So <laughs> every time me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, not, there's nothing we can do when people decide to have bloody brain fart in their own box and <laughs> yeah, manager manager makes mis- makes decisions that we uh wish he didn't do. You know, yeah. And, um, I, I suppose... talk, talk, talk to me about that one. So we're we're on a roll with the with Wolves game at the moment. Where do you feel the last ten minutes went wrong? Um, well, from me looking in, and and bear in mind, I have I haven't looked back on it because there's no way in God's green earth am I going to look at that game again. No way. Um, so I watched it from row G behind the goal, uh, watching from to the side of the goal. So to me, Douglas Louise looked fine. He wasn't putting any stray passes in. He was in all the positions he seemed to be in. To me, it seemed like a decision that was made by the sports scientist before the match that he was only going to play X amount of minutes and they took him off. To me, and if you go back and look at um, Man City, who were in the same position as us at the weekend, and their substitution was take off Kevin De Bruyne, put on Fernandinho, close out the game. Different. I think that's I think that's different, but but it's okay. No, I think it's okay. No, too. and I think if you've got five at the back and you do that, there's no way wolves are breaking you down. Douglas Louis or Douglas Louise has six days till the next game. Let him let him do his rehab and recovery. Um I I, I thought it was a, a silly decision to take him off. Uh Buendia had put up his hand do you, and that but was, do, do you even think... said to me, Watch Buendia, watch Buendia, he's, he wants to come off. Yeah. And that should have been the decision. Buendia off. Nakamba on shore up the game two 0 coasting. And do you think? Do you think Nakamba being in there was the reason that we we lost that that game three two? No, I don't. No, hmm. right, that's but, it's just just an interesting question because yeah, but I I don't think that the substitutions last us the game. And but I like, I mean, if, because I if, think if, if you were, if you weren't looking at the scoreline and you saw the three substitutions that were made. The only one you'd question is why was Maddie Cash taken off? And the answer is because he was injured. He got a dead yeah. leg. Yeah. So you wouldn't question that at all. And I, but, that's it. But, I, I don't think he has. I don't I don't think he had many choices in this in the, the substitutions he made. And you we can speculate the sports scientists got involved beforehand or whatever, but that's speculation. Dean Smith came out and said the two of them were struggling for for uh struggling uh, you know fitness wise, and we took them off to 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 kind of spruce it up, the I, I think Ashley Young was absolutely anonymous when he came on. Absolutely, sure. like yeah. I, every, people who watch the podcast and know my feelings of paying Ashley Young right back. I think it's a no go. I don't think he should be left next to or near it. Um, but look, he wasn't the reason that we 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 conceded no. a three a three goal lead either. No, but all all of, the point I'm making is, to me, that was a premeditated decision by the sports scientist. Mm. I'm 99 sure that was the case. He was always going to come off at around that point, and it was at after that point that we capitulated. And that could the only difference I would make is Buendia, for some reason, 
This man has been itching to get into the team. Yeah. Puts his hand up to come off, and he's not fit enough to last 90 minutes. That's very frustrating for me. That, that annoys get me, me more than Douglas Louise being taken off. Don't get me wrong. I think he had a very good game. Mm. I thought he, it was one of, one of the best games he played for us. He put in a shift. He put himself about. Um, so there's definitely a player in there. We know there is. But I, I was very disappointed to see him asked to be taken off. I thought that was a mad decision. Mad decision. But look. Yeah. We could talk about this one all day. And, you know, we, we've looked at it from two point of views. My point of view is that's what should have happened. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and if, the other if, point of view is nobody could argue with the substitutions that were made because what what happened afterwards was just bizarre. It was. And I'm going to I'm gonna say one thing before we move on from, from this game. I think I know what you're going to say. No, when <laughs> well, maybe you don't. When January comes around... No, that's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> on the 1st of January, uh, an email needs to go to Swindon Town saying, sorry, but we're yes. recalling Kane Hayden Kessler yes. because we need cover at right back. Yeah. Either that or we buy another right full, which I don't yeah. think will happen. So get Caden, Kane Hayden Kessler back in there because I, I actually I'm, not, I'm not going mad on Ashley Young either. He's fine, but he's not a right back. He's not a right back. He never has been. Oh, Jose didn't trust him at right back. He yes, he's played like twenty five or twenty six games there at right back, but no, no, it's it's just not an answer for me. Um, and this isn't me just going two footed in him because he's played one ten minute spell at right back. Go back. I I'm I'm on record as saying I don't want to see him at right back. He could maybe do, go there and a push, but the push is too much for me. Um, I yeah. just, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not okay with having him right back and target at left back. Uh, it's, it's just too unbalanced. It's too slow for me. Um, that's that's just my thoughts on it. But uh, I, I agree with that. I think we need to. I, I, I think you know, Matty Cash is putting in some shift. He got a dead leg, and that's fine. He's more, most likely going to be there for Arsenal uh, this weekend. But um, you know, when somebody goes off like that, you know, you want to have someone in there. Uh, I, I suppose. One of the biggest things for me with this game is that when I I, I actually literally my heart sank. I, I unlike you, Paddy, I watched back the last 10 to 15 minutes. I watched it back about five times since. My heart sunk. And it took me about the third time for it to for it to actually sink into me to see how Axel to and Zabi, like when they just put a proper striker up there, he just lost all his bearing. Last all his bearing of of positioning, Fabio Silva, and it was Fabio Silva. You wouldn't you wouldn't really mind if it was Jimenez when it went in there, but Silva went in on him, and Silva dragged him left. He dragged him right. There was one situation whereby he went to do Silva. He went to jump into the air and as if he was going to kick the ball, missed the ball, and Silva put his hand in his back and he fell over, uh, and he got a free for it. And I was like, man, that's a bit of a heads gone situation. I think we were two one up at that stage. But he was just slightly out of position every time. It wasn't anything massive, but he was just slightly out of position. But I was just a bit yeah. disappointed in how comfortable he was. Lest you forget as well, he gave away that ball across the box. He was trying to pass it to McGinn. I can only imagine it was McGinn he was trying to pass it to. But he passed it straight to, um, was it a Damatrori? And um, and then there he scored at the start. There was Wang, I think it was. And then there he scored at the start. But he was okay all game. I, I thought he was okay. And then the last 10 minutes, it was like... I, I don't know what it was, but he, it was like as if he just suffered a crisis of confidence. And that's okay. And players can do that. And I'm not putting all this at his door. But if you're playing three at the back, you know, it really pulled people out of structure. I saw people on, online saying as well that, look, Mings didn't have a great game. 
Um, we can't say if, we can't say if House would have done any better, but you said Wings Mings didn't have a great game. I, I think Mings last ten minutes were all were, were better than Twins Twins but probably would have expected a small bit better from him. But he was mm. covering two positions because Twins was a small bit older position as well. Look, I think it was just a freak result, Paddy. It was a freak result. Like we we go two nil up, and I'm watching it in TV, and the commentator says Villa have never won. I don't, that, I don't agree that it's a freak result. A freak result is... How oh, don't you? If they, bang in, if they bang in three screamers from 35 yards, nah. that's a freak result. It was just out and out shite defending. There's no, there's no other yeah, explanation. But, uh, but no, well, well then in that... A deflected free kick that, that whereby there was a... Like, we could talk about the laws of the game. I thought you were going to talk about referees a moment ago. Like, referee misses Ali Watkins being pulled at the back post. That's a freak. Yeah. That's a freak situation. The deflection for their free kick at the end. That's a freak situation. He hits a shit free kick. Like, that free, his free kick was a... Ro- like, it was a rubbish free kick. And it clips off someone's heel and goes in the bottom corner. Like, whatever about John McGinn's goal... John McGinn's goal, yes, it did take a deflection. But it was a rasper of a shot. You know, it wasn't a bad shot. And it was on target as well. But like, and that's what I'm talking about, a freak result. Um, Like there was a couple, of, there was just a couple of things there. And it was bad defending. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not managing anyone from blame. It was really yeah. bad defending. But like, there won't be too many times that, that any team in the Premier League will give up three goals in the last 10 minutes, uh, probably for the rest of the season. And we're just the dopes that it happened to like, and I mean, mm-hmm. I don't mean dopes in a, in a very derogatory game, but we're just the Egypts yeah. that kind of, like, I it's don't, just, don't our, get me just wrong. our luck. We we were tuning up after playing pretty poor throughout the, the first seventy minutes. We we were poor, but yet we were comfortable at two nil. Yes. Yeah, we and, were, and we, that's we were making all the running though. Yeah, but that's what makes it so much more unbelievable. You know, yeah. there was just, yeah. and you know, it was reflected in the atmosphere at the game. The atmosphere was a bit dead until we scored. It was okay after we scored for a couple of minutes, and then it died again. But I think I think I think the performance pushed, you know, in, into the terraces and and people couldn't warm to it. Yeah. But, but Jesus, the talk about a stroke, and and even even with that third goal, there's a guy standing on the end of the wall, and we're told you can't stand on the end of the wall. You can't yeah. be within a meter of the wall or, or two meters or whatever it is. So, lots of things wrong with it, but. We we were the masters of our own destruction. Am I, for me. Am I right in saying as well? Did, did John McGinn lie behind the wall for that free kick as well? So it was when yeah. the wall jumped that the ball went over John McGinn and hit the leg as the wall jumped and went up. Like that that that's a f- uh, anyway. Look, we won't. No, get it into hit the... Maddie Target. It hit Maddie Target. Yeah, but did it not? Did it not hit off his foot when he jumped? Did it? I, I can't no, remember. No, no. He was he was aiming for the, he was aiming for the back post. Maddie Target was there trying to mark the, the player that was standing in front of him, and Maddie Target gets himself in the way and it rebounds into the net. And that there was no anyway. there was no other touch on the ball. Sick of it, Paddy. Sick of it. Sick of talking about it. Let's mm. get on to Arsenal because uh, we're going to beat Arsenal, and everyone's going to forget about it because we we don't beat the teams we should beat, and then we always have these these decent results against the teams we shouldn't beat. We're Aston Villa. Mm. We win when we want. Um, so that's kind of where, where, what I'm hoping for at the moment. I, I, I think this, this Arsenal team are beatable. I thought the Wolves team were beatable. I thought the, um, you know, I, it's, yeah, but I Wolves, Wolves didn't beat us, we beat ourselves, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, and you know, and let's, say, let's not forget we had a very poor performance against Spurs as well. So, I, I don't, yeah. I don't go into this Arsenal game with much hope for, for the system well, we're playing. I, I, I think we're, we're still short. 
Traore and Bailey, and we're probably still going to be yeah. short. And that's going to be so, the difference in changing the game. And it's like it's it's like look, and, I, and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say it like I don't want to say what do people expect, but I want to go like everyone go. Why aren't we playing four two three one? We've got two wingers that we bought in the summer. They're injured. Well, one of them is injured. Buendia is there. Buendia, guys, Buendia doesn't start in this team. I'm sorry, but he doesn't. Not for me, anyway. He's been 38 million million uh, euros. He's gone away with Argentina and missed the game because of it. He's been pretty lackluster in, in, a, in a lot of games. It was okay at the weekend, absolutely. He kept a lot of things sticking over, I, and, and I'm hoping we see more from him. But if we're if we're a meritocracy and if we're a team of, of players that play because they deserve their place, does Bundia really deserve his place in that team? Or is he getting his place in that team because he's 38 million quid? Like, I'm, I'm okay with him starting. I'm not hating on Buendia. I'm just talking here about building a team for for, for the games for the games that we have. Leon yeah. Bailey, we couldn't just magic up a winger there out of nowhere. Like, like Philogene Bidace, like, yes, you could play Philogene Bidace. I have no problem with it. But bringing him on instead of Douglas Louise changing the formation and expecting no. him to pin people not back a, up, not a up the top. That's not going to be the case. Exactly. The, 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 the elephant in the room is that we have the ability to switch this to a 4-2-3-1. Exactly. This, and this is it, what, yeah. yeah. What the manager does not trust El Ghazi and Philogene Bidace. Philogene Bidace, yes, or I think El Ghazi's race is run. Otherwise, he'd be in there. So we're not. We're going to see the same system against Arsenal if we don't have Bailey and Traore. And regardless what I, anyone says, I, no matter how much training they get in this week, not, we're not going to see Traore and uh, Bailey starting on Friday. So, Paddy, you said that the, the, the manager doesn't trust El Ghazi or Philogene Bidez. Philogene Bidez probably hasn't done enough to be trusted once again. If I'm, if I'm no, going to tar Bundy, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, if I'm going to tar Bundia with that with, with that brush, I'm going to have to tar Philogene Bidez, and that's absolutely fine. I slightly disagree because I don't think that it's a case that he doesn't trust trust those two guys. I think he feels he needs to make Watkins and Ings work more than it's a case of trusting the other two guys. And he's and okay, everybody, write down the time and the date. It's it's 9:50 GMT on the 20th of October, Wednesday, 20th of October. I'm gonna criticize Dean Smith. Dean Smith has painted himself into a corner by saying that no, nah, I don't really fancy playing Watkins out wide. He's a striker for me, and he's playing out wide. So there we go. And I'm not just saying this just to say, oh, Neil has Neil criticised Smith. I think that's no. a problem. I think that's a problem. Yeah. I think being on record as saying that, that as being as, as definite as that is a bit of a problem. It's going to be something that the papers, that people in the media, that people in, in on social media can turn around and say, well, why did you say that so if you were going to play him out in the wing? No, why did you say it? Just like last, you know, last year he was saying, they said, we don't know. We're going to have to see what the story is with Jack. And then all of a sudden he was a liar for lying about Jack's injury and the club lied to us. Why are the club lying to yeah. us? They probably weren't. They're probably he, he's not a doctor. He probably hadn't spoken to the doctor at that stage. Just probably like he said as well. Anyway, I'm kind of gone off track in that in that instance there. But I think that he has. I I, I think that that's an issue, and I think that maybe there is yeah. going to have to be. A, 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 I think that's more of the point as opposed to not trusting the two guys. I think it's more of a case of he's probably saying I need this to tick at some stage because there's a lot of money gone into these two guys. Then, then playing a nineteen-year-old out, out on one side, or even Bundia, like because realistically, he, he could play one striker and play Bundia on the right, 
and play El Ghazi on the left because that Bundia played in that right hand side yeah. for um for for North. So it Norwich. can be done, and I'd actually prefer mm. to see Bundia there. If if we started against against um against Arsenal, and if we had Watkins on the left, Bundia on the right, Ings through the center, and went with four two three one, mm. I'd be it'd be time for you know lots of celebration. Yeah. I think. And before before you move off that for, formation, I'd just like to add that. I spent the last whatever eighteen months looking forward to seeing Ollie Watkins in the flesh, right? And I've now seen him play ninety minutes twice. I see it. <laughs> I've seen him play. I've seen him play ninety minutes twice, and I wasn't impressed with his work rate. And I don't think Ollie Watkins is fit at the moment. Could be. Could very well be. I. I think on the I, other I, hand, we'll put a- things on the other hand. I, I was absolutely amazed at his work right off the ball. Every time we lost the ball, he was the first man in. He was organizing everybody. He was he was direct. He was he was like the composer directing the orchestra. He was brilliant. He was just organizing everything the minute we lost the ball. And he was a leader on the pitch, I thought. But Ollie Watkins just looked like a fish out of water. He looked out of gas. And he had he had little enough effect on, on both games, albeit he did get a tap yeah. in against uh, against Spurs. But uh, I think if he's a decision to make with Bailey and Traore fit, I think it's Ings that starts and, and Watkins misses out. Yeah, yeah. Um, genuinely, sack the internet provider. Sack the internet provider. <laughs> Absolute nightmare from Sky. I'm sorry. Sack the internet provider every single time it drops whenever I'm doing a podcast. I thought it was me. I, I was sitting here going, I, I'll just wait just in case it's not me. <laughs> no, uh, and I wouldn't mind, but I think I had something good to say there as well, but I, I'm not I'm not 100% sure if it was good now. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, let's go on. Let's, talk, let's look at some comments there because uh, yeah. I wasn't in the best of form before I went to do this podcast, but I am certainly not now after I dropped the internet. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I'm not down in this current formation that we have. Absolutely, I'm not down it. We need a plan B. I think this is very much our plan B when we go into certain games. Our plan A is just a small bit better. When we get the players back, our plan A, I think, will be in full force. Um, Because I think a lot of times last year, and I've said this as well probably over the last three or four weeks, that we were criticized for not having a plan B last year. Last year, Now we kind of do have a plan B as such. Do we know we can at least contain teams in? I know that's an oxymoron considering we give up three goals in 10 minutes at the end last week. But I do think that we can contain teams using that 3-5-2 uh, formation. But obviously, if we are going to be a bit more attacking, we're going to need to go with the... Um, we're going to need to go with more for, with more forward power in the four two three one or the um four two three whatever you want to call it. Um, let's go to a couple of of comments here, guys. Um, Darren says, Darren says, uh, please tell me Paddy isn't coming over for the Arsenal game. We need a win. I don't think Paddy is going going for the Arsenal game coming over this week for the Arsenal game. Won't make a difference. We'll Arsenal will beat Friday if we if we continue to play the way we are. Arsenal will beat us on Friday. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert. I'm I'm back. I'm um predicting Villa to win uh, on Friday. Um, but uh, Tom says that it's Gooding said Gooding said to the lads, "Buy me in the hall to over two one. Finally, nice to see you and get out, see us get one over them at Villa Park." Um, then of course we all know what happened. Um, yeah, this is an interesting one from Academia. It's pretty shocking that Bundia can't can't see out ninety minutes as a pro player. He was well rested. Uh, yeah, I can't say that I disagree with that. 
can't say I would, I would disagree with that. I don't know whether you said lock knocks or anything like that. Um, but uh, yeah, it was was a pretty interesting one for me. Um, what else do we have here, guys? Uh, think we're expecting too much too soon from JJ. Without a sense on fit, we're definitely short the senior cent- senior centre midfielder. Look, I, I'm not putting any blame on on losing that three, that two goal lead on JJ. Nor am I doing it on the camera. I think it's I think the blame solely goes um it goes on our back three. And and to be honest with you, I think Martinez has to put up his hand and take some blame for not organising and 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 getting caught at his at one post more than the other post. I think um specifically for the first goal. Uh, he was right over over the opposite side of his goals, and um, maybe there was a bit of fatigue creeping in there for someone who had travelled twelve or fourteen hours um, on a plane the night before as well. But um, I'm just I'm just not sure that I'm there. I that I'm there with the two central midfield substitutions as being the reason we lost the game. Um, ideally, this uh, ideally we wouldn't have lost the game, and I I think even if we draw two two, I don't think we're talking about the two subs, the two central midfield subs as being the reason that we drew two two either, because it was the defending that was very poor. Um, just in my view, as I said, just in my view. Dara says that, Paddy, you know the rules don't apply uh, to all teams equally. I think that's fair to say. We know that. But we can't we can't complain that it's against Wolves. If it was against one of the big six, we'd know exactly what was going on. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> and, and to be honest, um, Michael, what what's his name? Michael Oliver. Mike, was it Michael Oliver? Yeah. He, the, Nakamba, was, Nakamba was late. Uh, and a late tackle at one stage and he kind of missed it and the linesman pulled him up on it and he was majorly pissed off about it and the, he gave them every 50-50 after that <laughs> I was yeah. just like fuck's sake, just keep up with the game watch the ball and not and not worry about where it's going to land so exactly. uh, he, got, he he came back and gave gave them the free kick and then every time after that the whistle was blown he was pointing for a wall free yeah I think that's yeah. I think it's fair to, fair to say there was quite a lot of freeze actually in the in specifically in the last 10, 15 minutes of the game. Yeah. Fred Red says the players' attitudes reflect Dean Smith's meek and bland. I presume that's meek and bland attitude. We're much shorter in talent than we assumed. Reminds me of the last days of Wenger. Just gonna let that one hang out there. I don't agree with point one. Um, um well, you know, I just... might agree with point two, and I've no idea what point three means. <laughs> well. Meek and bland is, is is an opinion that that's absolutely fine. We don't know if he's meek and bland behind closed doors. I'm guessing that he's not. Um, I would like to see him lose his shit a little bit more. I'd, I'd like yeah. to go see him go full Diego Simeone someday. <laughs> that would be nice. And, yeah, I do agree with know, that. Yeah, and I, I I do think that's it. And if you if you look at Pep Guardiola getting sent off or or not getting sent off for losing his shit. And and Dean Smith getting sent off for, for talking about juggling balls. Maybe it is time for him to lose his yeah. shit on the sideline when things aren't going our way. Do you know? But what? look, I, I take it back. I do. I, yeah, I think. I think. I think that is true. I would like to see uh, maybe a small bit of a not a hairdryer treatment. And I hate that phrase. I don't know why I said it. But uh, I, yeah, maybe maybe in an instance like that, maybe a berating of a of a fourth mm. official or a berating of the players from the technical area uh, once in yeah. a while mightn't go astray. So yeah, I, uh, I just. Just like like Fred Fred is saying this, so he deserve, he deserves a reply. We are course, much shorter yeah. than we are much shorter than we assumed, but I think that is only down due to fitness and injuries. Yeah, and, and these bloody international games that I'm sick of at this stage, and I can't wait to get these November ones out of the way so we won't see them again until March. Yeah, and we've we've one more to go in November. 
um, for sure. Yeah, so I suppose I'm further, I'm further inspection, Fred, and thanks so much for, for the comment, Fred. Really appreciate it. I Yes, I agree with point one. I partially agree with point two. I still don't know what point three means. <laughs> reminds you the last days of, of Wenger, I suppose, really, when Wenger was kind of going through the motions and, and uh, he taking the team further than, than maybe... Or as far as he probably could, maybe he was the, he'd outstayed his welcome. Uh, if that if that's if that's what that means, I, I'm not quite sure that Dean Smith has no. outstayed his welcome as such. I actually think he's only getting started with this group of players yeah. because of the turnover of players. I don't think the message has got stale yet. Um, yeah. So it's uh, but it's actually it's actually a good point that maybe Dean Smith should start to maybe maybe the hard man attitude. Maybe John Terry was the hard man in the back in in the the back room. Maybe that was the case. Maybe there is no screamer and shouter in there anymore. It's an interesting one. Never thought of that. Actually, never ever thought of that, Fred. Um, good point, indeed. Um, <laughs> Soupy says we need to beat Arsenal. A match day without Piers Morgan having a meltdown is never a good day. <laughs> Can't <Yeah>. disagree. <laughs> how, how do we bring Piers Morgan onto our podcast? Come on, Soupy. <laughs> yeah, if anyone can get Piers Morgan on the podcast, it would be it would be nice. It'd be nice to chat him. It would be nice to chat him. Um, Darren, yeah, I think that this is. Uh, I'm 100 percent behind Dean Smith, but this formation ain't working. It's okay in some games, but every game, no. Well, that's okay. He's only played it in four games. So as I say, we but we, when we have a bigger sample set, I think yes, I, I actually agree with you. But I think once we have a bigger sample set, I'm not too annoyed uh, about playing it at the moment. And the mm. thing with Jack's injury last year, he's doing it again with Bailey. Ba- Bailey said two separate injuries. Um, and, you know, you can only go by the medical advice, <clears> you know, so we can't, yeah. we, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of ever playing injured players. I'm, I'm going to say that now. Injured and unfit players, no matter who they are or what we've paid for them, they wouldn't, they, they, for me, they don't play because an yeah. injured player or, or somebody who's only 75% or, or, like if, if he does, if he's not, if he's only seventy five percent or eighty percent, he plays this weekend. He puts his hamstring again. Where where are we? That'd be three hamstrings in the space of, space of six months, and, yeah. and, and you know where but are like, we? So I don't know enough no, about his injury. No, there was no knock for Buendia, and Buendia's putting us up with both it. his hand yeah. come off the pitch. He's yeah. not fully yeah. fit either, so he shouldn't be starting. Yeah. That annoyed me. Yeah, and and another thing that annoyed me, the players disappeared down the tunnel, but for four or five of them after the game. They should have stood and appreciated the fans that stood there till the end because Tyrone Mings was losing his shit in the centre circle trying to get them back out. That's interesting. And that's, and when you said that to me, I was going to, I was going to come back with a big massive log text message of, that doesn't fucking change the result. Fox, like, rah, rah, rah. I was going to go nuts because it just, just caught me at the wrong time. And it was only about a, yeah. a day afterwards I was thinking about it and I went, wait a minute. So Mings is the captain and they weren't coming back. You know, I don't know. No, right. there was there was four or five. There was McGinn. There was uh, it was probably the leadership group probably stayed out, and the rest of them McGinn, Watkins. Yeah, it sounds like leadership know, was, group to me. Uh, Martinez, I think, was still there, but yeah. the rest of them all disappeared down the tunnel. And I thought and, it was very bad form, considering what they just done. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it it does sound like Dean Smith's leadership group was out there. But but look, as I say once mm. again. It's a small thing, but it means a lot to the fans and the people that are there, especially in a in a game that Paddy, we're going to mm. call it a derby now, even though we spent all last week saying that it wasn't a derby. <laughs> we're not calling it a derby because the atmosphere was flat. Uh, they they mm. never sounded like it was a derby. They never got on their players' cases, and we just spent uh, ninety minutes. There was a guy in front of me just giving out about everybody the whole game. 
And then when it went to tier one, he left the ground. And I'm like, left? What What the hell? Like, what? Why go to a match to just lose your shit at the people around you about players on the pitch? And he was all wrong and who he was giving out about as well. So I, yeah. I just don't get, I just don't get why our fans go to do that. I reckon if we go to get behind them and have more of a Liverpool mentality, say from the cop, from the whole end, I think we, I think we use our energy a whole lot better than, than doing that because it, it was by the time uh, the second goal went in, it was poison on the whole end, absolute poison. There was people losing their shit left, right, and centre, and rightly so. But use your energy better and get behind the team earlier, and then we might yeah. have to put up with that. Yeah. I just, I'm just after getting a very funny tweet there from somebody, guys. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's from, um, it's from Billy at AV Billy, and uh, I, I, it's not on the trade, so that I can't pop it up here. But uh, Billy said that when Fabrizio Romano on the podcast, and he said that Villa and Atalanta were very similar. I don't think he meant it like this, and I was kind of going, "What the hell does that mean?" I'm after looking at it there, Atalanta threw away a two goal lead and lost three two to to Man United. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. If Atlanta can do it, and we beat United, so that means we're better than Atlanta. That's the rules. We beat United. United beat Atlanta. That means we're better than Atlanta. So there's a bit of positivity no, for today. It just means we defend the same as Atlanta, obviously. Well, <laughs> against Man United, we defend better because we beat Man United one 0 and yeah, we were able to. Fair enough. We were able to close out that last thirty-five seconds or whatever it was after Courtney House scored. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I saw. Uh, where's Aganta? Um, there was a good comment there. Uh, and said that uh, Neil is after freezing after criticizing Smith. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Actually, that's wait a minute. I did, I criticized Smith live on the podcast, and next thing all of a sudden, my internet went down. Coincidence? There you go. I let you decide. I let you all decide. Uh, good question here from Bill Jones Who plays number 10 if no Buendia? Well, in the three, in the three, five, two, we don't have a 10, so. But um, if we, yeah, but played... you've, you've, you, 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 you technically do have an eight. Well, in the three yeah. five two, you don't have a ten. But um, well, one of the one of the strikers is a ten. Like you've not top. Who plays the ten? There's a list there you could you could pick. There's uh, Bertie can play there. McGinn can push further on. Uh, Ramsey, Carney, <laughs> keep going. Interesting um, one, Paddy. Where was Carney actually at the weekend? Wasn't no injured. Idea. Wasn't injured. Was he not, play he wasn't for... he not the squad? Don't think he was. Didn't play mm-hmm. with the 23s. No, he wasn't at the squad because it was Nakamba, Ramsey, and Sanson were on the bench for for okay. midfield. Mm. Plot thickens. Maybe he was never injured. Even, who knows? Never even checked that one. No, who knows? Um da, 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 da. sorry there, guys. Uh Ad says, do you think Bailey's injuries could be like gigs of old? Always seem to stop him having to go on international duty. And stop, it's, it's stopping him having to go with Aston Villa as well. We've only seen him in three substitute appearances. So it's, uh, it's, it, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's not, it's one of those ones. But look, I, I think, I think we're just unlucky with, with Leon Bailey. He came into the came came back from the, yeah, Gold he came back on fifth. He came back on fifth. He, he was carrying an injury. He was, he was carrying a hamstring I- injury as well. What I would like to see with Leon Bailey now is not to rush him back again. Let's let's yeah. get him up to full fitness um, along with Sanson and, and let's see if we can get like a mini preseason there for these guys because it's needed, I think, because they, they just seem to be picking up 
um, silly injuries. Well, not silly injuries. Yeah. He scored a great goal getting the injury, but you know what I mean? They, these injuries just seem to be avoidable avoidable if you're fully fit and maybe they're not fully fit is what I'm saying. Yeah. A small bit off topic, but I think it's it's something I'm really interested about. And Ashley Pree spoke about it actually on, on in the interview that I did I did with him. But what do you think of the inner city academy being imminent and apparently starting building in the new year? Personally, I think it's one of the best things Aston Villa can do. Um, mm. I, I actually think. What, can I like, drop a name here? You can drop two if you want. <laughs> I, I, might, I could drop many names because I met some uh, wonderful people at the weekend. But I actually had this conversation with Brian Little. On Saturday, <laughs> I, I, apparently he used to play for Villa, and maybe he might have managed him at some stage. But uh, he he brought up about the inner city academy in the com- in the conversation, and he is very excited about it. He thinks this is a huge thing for the club, both for bringing players and getting the community involved in the club. Yes. So when the community involved in the club is the big thing for me. Yeah. Big so when, when when we do eventually build that big north stand that will bring the capacity up over whatever it is, 55,000, 50. yeah. there's going to be a lot of people around that are very interested in the club. There's going to be a whole lot of different uh, races and creeds involved in that inner city community that will boost everything around Aston Villa. And it is going to be vital for the... The, the 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 many years ahead, but we probably won't see the fruits of it for about ten years, and that's Brian's words, not mine. <laughs> yeah, um, and I I tend to agree with it because you know we are like it's a big city, Birmingham. It's a huge city, obviously second city in, in in the UK. There is there has to be talent there. You know, they're just and there is talent there because we see it in our in in our own um, youth team squad uh, yeah. at the moment. But I think the number one point I took out of the conversation is there is oodles of talent there. Yes, but because because of being in our city and having nowhere to go, that talent is just getting pushed to the side. So now they will have a huge catchment area to go and uh, exploit that. Get all the schools in there playing in that academy. And knowing exactly what's available and they can bring on and nurture these players. There was something as well. Correct me if I'm wrong. I could have dreamt this and and, and I do apologize. I do apologize, but I'm not the most au fait with the bus routes of the greater Birmingham area. So please do not kill me if I get this wrong. But bus routes out to Bodymore Heat are not the easiest. Uh, yet that's why a lot of inner city kids and, and, and kids from in and around, I suppose, the, the Birmingham city area, were not even going to play with Birmingham. They're actually going going to play with West Brom, and they were going um going, going kind of that direction. I, I I don't know. I remember reading it somewhere, and um, but once again, my my uh, local transport geogra- geographical kind of know how of uh, public transport within the Greater Birmingham area is not what it what it should be. I do admit. So having mm. that in in our base will obviously have that catchment area. And look, another great thing is kids are going to be coming to that academy and training in the shadow of Villa Park. So if there's one way to indoctrinate a kid or indoctrinate people in the into Aston Villa, it's to have that happening. And as you say. Whoever wins the locals hearts and and gets people from from in and around the area to come pl- to come and support their club um wins the day because it's all it's all about capacities it's all about getting greater money it's all about getting greater crowds there keeping the team in the Premier League and the more we've said said this before you'll always get behind your own you know you'll always remember your own you'll always get behind your own and uh, long may continue that we continue to do that 
so it's just just that was just a little side side piece there um with regards to um with regards to 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 the inner city stadium uh we've spoken very little about the actual arsenal game itself paddy um we've got about seven minutes left talk to me about arsenal you 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 aren't as I, and look i know the recent evidence would have everybody believe that you know we we were going to need to play above our station to win this game at, yeah. uh, on Friday night. But, but talk to me about it. What's your what's your opinion? I, I think I think the only saving grace for us uh, this week is we have two more days to recover than Arsenal do. They had a tough game, ground out a, a draw against Crystal Palace on Monday night. Yeah, they go again. They go again on Friday. So, um, not that I give a shiny shine about what they have to do. So hopefully that that forty eight extra uh, hours recovery and. I think I heard Ashley Priest on, on something today saying our players were back in Sunday. So I don't know whether that was just for a recovery session or what it was, but our players were back in Sunday. So maybe they were back in to prepare for, for Friday. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not hopeful in any way for Friday. I'm just I'm just a bit sour after the last two games. It, did, it didn't work. Um, we fell apart. So... I'm just negative at the moment, which, you know, is most unlike me. But, uh, I, you know, I, I wanted to walk out of Villa Park on Friday and get back on the flight and go home. But thank, thankfully, uh, we I managed to stick around and have a few points with some good lads that I, I've met over the years. So that cheered me up a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I would like to see some kind of change. I don't, I don't want to see the five at the back again because it just invites... I'm going to say poorer teams. I don't believe Arsenal are a poorer team, but I think Wolves are a poorer team and invited onto us as we got tired at the weekend. So that's my fear. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm a small a bit more optimistic. Arsenal are back to the old 1 0 to the Arsenal. It, but obviously, when they're not uh, drawn to all with, with Crystal Palace, um, they're back to kind of the 1 0 to the Arsenal. That's the way their wins have come this season. Um, we talk about not being able to play Watkins and Ings up front. They're having difficulty playing Aubameyang, Lacazette up front, so much so that they are going to a 4-2-3-1 more and more so and how to fit them into the team. Yeah. Um, Emile Smith-Rowe is playing very well for them. Um, I like the look of that Lokanga guy that they, that they signed from Anderlecht, I'm going to say, um, in the summer. I like the look of him. He's he's still not fully acclimatized to the Premier League, but I, I think I think he's a nice player. Um, ben White or was great. I, I like him as a player, uh, as a centre half. Would I have paid 50, 60 million for him? I'm not quite sure, but it's it's not that that's not the point with him. He's he's doing a, a decent job back there, and himself and Gabriel have a have a decent enough um combination back there as well. And look, mm-hmm. Ramsdale is is playing well in goals for them as well. You know, so they've made some yeah. decent signings this season. Um, in in Ben White, Ramsdale, Lukango, uh, Lukanga, so I say, and and a couple of more. But I think Bukari, um, I think Saka is going to be a huge, uh, huge loss for them if he is out. Um, yeah. I think that. I, I think he's he, for me. He's very much a danger man, yeah. and and I think that if we do have, I think we need Matty Cash for this game at the weekend. He's doubtful with a with a dead leg. I think he's going to be okay. I think we badly need Maddie Cash. Um, you know, whatever. Well, I think we, badly about... need, we badly need Maddie Cash because of the attacking prowess of Kieran and Tierney when he That's gets exactly it. You read read my yeah. mind because, um, because of Kieran and, Tierney. And on the opposite side, and and this is why I would I would love to see wingers in action because Tommy Asu is that that how you say his name? The, the yeah. new right back. 
He yeah. looked like a rabbit in the headlights on Monday night. I think he can be got at definitely. But uh, who who are we gonna put out there to to, to go at him? I've no idea. Um, I can't see Matt Targa getting that forward and and, and running at him. Um, yeah, and it, look, I suppose it all does. It all does depend on what what we play. You know, what formation we play. Do we, if we change it up, does he once again? Do we play the Agassi? Do we play Philogene Bres? It all goes to mm. show. Who knows? I'm not 100 sure. Um, and uh, yeah, look, it's it's going to be interesting, and that's why I'm I'm kind of shying away with saying uh, what because. I'm kind of getting to the stage now. What I want to play and what we will play are going to be two different things. Um, I'm not as down on the three-five-two as a lot of people are. Um, I think going to Arsenal and going to London on a Friday night, uh, I, I I don't think he changes it. Um, I just want us to see like if Watkins and Ings aren't working, I want Watkins peeled out to the right. I want Buendia peeled or Watkins peeled out to the left. Buendia pulled out peeled out to the right, and uh, maybe if you are playing a two and Zebe there, move him up into a defensive midfielder role, and then see what uh, push begin up into up into a number ten role, and see if we can uh, if we can go four two three one, and and see what happens there. But um, just being a small bit more fluid in transitions, I think, would be an awful lot easier. Um, as I say, Watkins and Ings need to start playing playing well together. They can't be playing like they stand right down on top of each other an awful lot of the time, and they break. And, and I understand it's like an eye formation where the two of them play together, and then they break, and it makes it difficult for centre halves to figure out where they're going. But what happens is sometimes they end up them being too far apart when one of them gets the ball. And they're isolated. And with the fullback situation, if they're isolated, that means they have to come back with the ball. Then the ball has to be recycled out to the fullback. And then the fullback has to almost restart the attack again. So it's mm. very difficult to counterattack when you've got when you when you're playing that wing back situation when your two strikers are stuck together at the top because you have to come back to go forward once more. And it just gives teams like like a, a Wolves uh, time to, to to you know get reset again. And we don't like I know Ings got a header at the weekend. But like crossing the ball into Watkins and Ings is very much a 50-50 ball. Yeah. Um, Ings header was an absolute blinder. Uh, that header was very difficult at the weekend, but he didn't have to break stride and it was behind him. The cross was behind him from again, but he didn't he didn't break stride and he didn't have to really leave the ground at all. But when we get into a situation where they have to leave the ground and get above uh, defenders. I, I don't really hold out much hope in the air for, for either of them from that point of view. Um, and that's There's okay an because they're a board from only 5'10", five, 5'11". Five, five, you know, they're not giants and heading is yeah. their, their strong point. I want to see us get more uh, to to spread the strikers out, play more true balls. I'm a huge fan of playing the ball down the side of um, of a defender, try and get into that little corridor and a half space between the fullback and the, and the centre half. And that's why I like playing the three at the back because it kind of limits the amount of time. If, you're, if your fullbacks can get back into defensive setup, it limits the amount of tr- balls that we played down the side. Yes, it does invite people on to cross in, from the, cross in uh, a ball and then it, we do en- you do end up giving away more freeze and crossable positions out wide like we did against uh, Wolves and that's you know conceding mm. those two first two goals specifically you know came from situations like that but that's kind of what I want to see I'm not going to make any predictions about the team itself but I just like to see more true balls less reliance on having to cross the ball less yeah. low build up in our attack I prefer to see us go for a high octane stuff like we were doing at the start of the season albeit with lesser results and also um, the way that we played a small bit last season 
Um, and I don't really care if we do that in a three five two or, or in a three five two or four two three one. I don't really care about what the formation is. It's just the distribution of the ball, and probably for me, the way that our the spacing of our strikers for me is probably the more um, the thing that I would like to see changed and tweaked more so than than a full formational change. I think mm. we can still get that out of the three five two. Just to, uh, it's it's probably going to go off screen there. Ad makes a good pump uh, oh. comment about uh, if Maddie Cash is out at the weekend that we play Axel or Konza yes. at right back. So that I meant to say that earlier on. That would have been ideal for what, what happened at the weekend, that we bring in Courtney House and play one of them at right back. But hindsight is twenty twenty, as you say, Neil. And, uh, I, 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 you know, it, it doesn't mean we go for it the back. I, I think it's, it's common to follow that, to say they, uh, it, it'll be Courtney House come back in and it'll probably be Axel maybe a right back. This is an interesting one from Fred Red. I really like Diamond four four two formation. Um, it's essentially, essentially a lot of time last year we played something similar to that when Barkley was in was in the yeah. team. We played something very similar to that because Barkley would push up and almost be another striker. Um, Douglas Louise would hang back and McGinn would would patrol the right hand side of the field, and then we would have I can't remember over on the other side of the field. Um, Bailey, you know, so um, but no, la, la, in last year's last year, um, la, last yeah, year's setup, yeah. yeah, four two three one. Um, I, I can't remember who, maybe Al or someone like that in the left hand yeah. side. So we would have actually played played like that sometimes with Ross Barkley last season, and Ross Barkley would have almost been like a second striker, um, being a four four in a four four two formation. So yeah, and a very interesting one. Um, once again, I'm not caught up on, on the actual names of formations because I think a lot of formations are fluid at the moment. And, and when you see the average positions of players, um, it, it, it you know you tend to kind of see where, where players kind of kind of spread out a small bit. But it's uh, it's an interesting one, and I definitely would entertain it because I suppose the one ben, one down point to that is, and it's something that we saw last year is if you do play a four four two and you play a diamond in the middle, you just you just give up the whole center circle and you can become very passive. So you really have Excuse me, you have to have a rock of a, of a defensive midfielder there who can't move at all, um, I think, mm. to be able to play that. But uh, um, we know that it can work, for sure. Good point. Um, so, Paddy, Greeley. Well, come on, Carl. How did I forget that? <laughs> See? Out of sight, out of mind. I don't yeah. know. Hey, if, if he was yeah. actually fit, <laughs> ah, yeah, Joe would have been on the on the left wing. Exactly, exactly. Uh, how did I forget? <laughs> it was almost like I was doing it on purpose. I can assure you, I wasn't doing that on purpose. I just had a brain fart. Um, Paddy, go on. Nail your colours to the mast. What's the what's the result going to be at the weekend? I can't see us getting anything out of this. I think I think we'll put up a, a, a gallant fight, but I'm going to go two one Arsenal. Ah, <sighs> sorry for the negativity. Just last no. weekend, just it scared me now for this stage. So, the last three times that Aston Villa have played against Arsenal, and it's just a, what goes, what 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 kind of goes around my mind. So we kind of have their number at the moment, and we had their number last season when we weren't playing exactly very well, and we had their number when we were playing really well last season. But the last three matches we played them, we've been winning at both half time and full time. Um, and we've we've obviously won both of those three games as well. We're, um, uh, but then again, Arsenal are on a great run of form at the moment. I don't think they've lost in four or five games in the Premier League mm. so far. 
Uh, so they're 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 a bit more up there. I'm gonna go with two all draw. I know I said previously I said spoiler alert I was gonna say that Villa were gonna win. Um, but the more I think about it, the more I, the more uh, I I I don't like Matty Cash is there. I think we might. I think we're in a better position to win. If Matty Cash isn't there. I think we'd be very much contained mode. Um, I do think we're going to score goals against Arsenal. I think I think we could. I think this could be the night we see Ings yeah. and, uh, and and Watkins go off, or I think we could see a goal from midfield. And um, I, I'd be a lot more optimistic if we were looking at having Bertrand Traore and Bailey there because I think yes. we could destroy we could destroy them in those channels. Yeah, definitely. I think that rifle could be got at. I think the centre half Gabriel is it. Yeah, I, I, think, I think he's the weaker of the two centre halves. I like Ben White, so he can be got at. But uh, we just haven't got we just haven't got the the firepower up there at the moment. So I'm hoping they'll prove me prove me wrong. But uh, apologies for the negativity tonight. Uh, and it's, look, based on what we know, I think I'm gonna go with a two two a two two draw. But I'm gonna reserve the right to change my tune during the team sheet tantrum once I see who's on the team. And I, I, totally agree, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. If you know we we know Jaka and Saka. Jack, yeah, the Akers. That's, that's, that's a bit of a rhyme there, isn't it? Yeah. The two of them are potentially out. Um, so we don't know what, what way they're going to line up. So we, that could change come Friday, depending on who we have in our, in our starting team too. Yeah, exactly. couple of uh, predictions. 1-1 one, one from Anne in there. David Ward says 1-1. One, one. James Breen says 1-1. One, 1-1 one. One, one seems to be uh, a popular one. Carl says, you're too negative, Paddy. I'm going to go with... 2-1 to Villa. We've beat them four times in the spin. It would be good, and we do seem to be their bogey team. Um, and uh, Ad says he's not going to jinx it, but we need a response. And I think that's fair enough. I think we need a response. We can't like to lose three games in a row is is not good. Um, no. you know, it's we, we need to break it. But even with a draw or something, I think we need to break that because uh, last week's one is a bit of a gut punch, and um. You know, I think we, I think we need to at least stabilize. And as Paddy said, and as we've said as well, stabilize maybe without Bertrand Troy and Leon Bailey, and then see what can happen then from there on out. Because, uh, uh, you know, it's it, and it's okay to do that. I think an away game at Arsenal, lads, an away game at Arsenal to come away with a one-all draw, but down attacking players like Troy and 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 Bailey, that that ain't bad. That is not bad. That is not no. bad at all. Um, I, yeah, uh, as I say, uh, giveaway time. Yes, James, we actually did. We did the draw beforehand, and I never got a video of it, but my better half, who is parked on the couch downstairs, um, did the draw for me beforehand. We had 83 people requoted. Um, the just in case you guys don't know what it is, uh, 83 people re retweet quoted, tweet quoted, whatever it is. Um, a picture of a whole doll bag, and we have a we we had a winner, and a winner was drawn out here. I have it written on a piece of paper here. It's Kaylin Healy. 1998 at Kaelin Healy 1998. I feel like a guy at in an old parish hall in, in, in Ireland back in the 50s. Do we have a Kaelin Healy 1998 in the audience? Kaelin Healy is the winner of the whole doll bag. I'm going to pop it up on Twitter, guys, and I am going to. Um, and if 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 Kaelin sees it, she can DM me any of her contact details and we can get her over that bag. Thanks very much, everybody, for, for entering. It was a bit of crack to try yeah. and raise the mood raise the mood. It was uh it was a tough Sunday. And um and we've another you know, we've another we won't give away what, what the prize is, but we've another we prize from a 
from an ex-Villa player um, to go out yes. in the next few days. So keep keep, keep an eye on it. Exactly, we might do that. Uh, uh, I don't know when we'll do it. Maybe, maybe we'll do it after the Arsenal game, or maybe we might wait until closer to the next international break and and do it. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting prize as well. Um, but uh, thanks everybody, as I say, and thanks everybody for all all, all the the crack we've had over the last couple of days. I posted a thing on Twitter with Carlton um, from Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Did anyone see that? Did anyone see the the dressing gown he had on? I pay good money for that dressing gown. In fact, so much so that I got onto a guy I know that does uh, the sportswear and does uh, does the sports goods. And I said, any chance you rattle off a couple of uh, a couple of villa dressing gowns? People will buy them. They go they go like hotcakes. Um, uh, but unfortunately, time of the year for them to do it. Absolutely, yeah. I was I was I had my thinking of my Christmas hat on there. Um, but it was, uh, geez, it was a fantastic dressing gown. And if Alfonso Ribeiro is watching this, uh, if you still have that in your props drawer or whatever, I'd love it. Uh, you can DM me. I'll give you my details <laughs> to send it over. Um, we're going to leave it at that, guys. Uh, 55 minutes coming up. We will be back. Fingers crossed. There's a lot of things, a lot of cogs working in the background. We may not be able to do a team sheet tantrum this Friday. We hope to, as always, but there may be <clears> something that there's something that's very much out of my control uh, that uh, may happen between now and then, which may render me unable to do a team sheet tantrum. Um, but if, that, if that happens, I might have a crack off it on my own. We'll see how we go. Do absolutely, yeah. Uh, as I say, because uh, yeah, I don't think I'll even be able to watch the team sheet tantrum if uh, <laughs> if, uh, if if I'm not able to go on it. But maybe I'm maybe I'm the bad egg. Maybe I'm the bad look bad look bear. Maybe it's because of me that the, the Villa are losing because um, I may not even be able to watch the match. But we will be back, as I say, we will plan for a team sheet tantrum on Friday at. What time, Paddy? Ten to seven. Uh, it's an eight o'clock. Yeah, ten to seven. Yeah, ten to seven on Friday, and we'll be back with a team sheet tantrum. And do you know what? I'm really. It's one of my. It's going to be one of my more um, looked forward to team sheets. I think of the year because uh, it's going to have a big bearing on how the game goes. But thanks so much, everybody. Congratulations once again to Kaylin Healy, nineteen ninety eight at Kaylin Healy, nineteen ninety eight, um, on Twitter as well. You have won the Aston Villa hold all. Um, as I say, everybody stay safe between now and then. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. And uh, all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. And I forgot my outro. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.